Ask the Podcast Coach for May 8th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. And neither one of us, this applies to you, but happy Mother's Day for those mothers that are out there in our audience. Big, important day. We wouldn't be here without you. So happy Mother's Day. That's it. I think one of my favorite mom stories was there was a kid that used to bite my brother. This is before I was even around. And uh, he would leave like teeth marks in my brother's arm. And uh, my mom went out and bit him. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just straight. You can't do that today. No, heck but, no. But it was no, just a case of like she had, she had gone through all the different steps of this and that. And she's like, all right, how you like me now? And like sunk wow. down. And I was like, well, there you go. That would be a lawsuit. That today. That is quite a story. <laughs> but, <laughs> And uh, if you're thirsty, then Jim's got some coffee for you. And, of course, that uh, that coffee pour is brought to you by the one and only Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Have you gone to podcastbranding.co yet? And you're like, Dave, why would I do that? Well, number one, you get to work with Mark. And Mark is not only an award-winning graphic artist, he's a podcaster. So he gets it already. And if you need artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a whole website... He's going to help make your brand look great. And you're like, Dave, what's a brand? Mark actually can do an audit for you and go over your website, your artwork, and listen to an episode and make sure that everything you're doing just makes you look great and fits your brand so that you're sending a clear message to your audience as to what you're about, what you're doing, and what your mission is. So if you're looking for great artwork to make you look super professional i've used him for ask the podcast coach i've used him for school of podcasting and i've used him for the podcast rodeo show the only place to go is podcastbranding.co cappuccino hold the <sighs> and before we get too comfy yes it's special This doesn't happen a lot. I wish it happened more, but we are happy that it happened. And that is, oh, that's right. If I can get, get, I don't want that. (laughs) Share the I feel like I should be waving a flag or something. We have, geez, we have a new patron and he's got a great name, Brock Cook. I wish my name was Brock. It just it's it's a soap opera name, but it's just you can't be named Brock and not be cool. He runs the Occupied Podcast at OccupiedPodcast.com. A creative I ran out of music. Hold on. It's a creative project exploring all things occupation, occupational science, and occupational therapy. And uh, you can find Brock. He's got a cool speaking of good artwork, uh, that's pretty cool. And you can find him at over at Occupied Podcast. Com. And when you become a new patron, we do a big deal and we play, I don't know, it sounds to me like Lassie music, doesn't it? So thank you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he, can you bring that image back up? I can. So he uses the microphone, but in a different way. Typically, we see the microphone being used in like an old school mic, you yeah. know, in there. Everybody wants to do that old radio mic. And he's just using, I, I think that's either a, a 58, an SM58, yeah. or it's a Samsung Q2U. So I I would imagine, I think, I'm I'm guessing. And then what do you think of the microphone covering in his head, covering the words on that? Is it, is it too much to that? Like it's covered there? Yeah. Cause it's, he's now got the color of the microphone is for the P. Yeah. And that might be. Yeah, that might. Hmm, that's a good one. That's a well, good, okay. Ahead. But in branding, if you're right. doing this, and the word is obvious, you can right. get away with more. Yeah. You know, kind of covering it because our eyes will just go past it and we'll see it. I, I saw the word when it first came up. I saw yeah. the whole word. It made sense to me. But it was just as we think about because we're a show that talks about these kinds of things. It was just I don't know. What do you think? One, it's a different kind of microphone, and two, it's covering the words, and so. I think when you're thinking about branding and we're thinking about Mark, I think all those things, those are questions you need to ask. Okay, when I look at this for the first time, if I have to spend more than two seconds trying to figure out what it is, 
probably needs to be clearer to the person that is out there. He does at the the bottom on, on his artwork. He has for all things occupation and occupational therapy, and the words for all things is in kind of script. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that the actual the words that, for lack of a better phrase, count occupation occupational therapy he has big and bold so that yeah. even when you shrink yeah. this down to be you shrink it down and for all things goes away right you can't yeah. there's no way you're going to see that in a smaller so if that's what you're intending to do brock on that if you're intending for the small album art on your phone or whatever to not see those words i think you got it 100 percent because they're just going to disappear they're just they're too skinny for what but brock thanks for for helping us here i asked the podcast coach yeah. Great. yeah hey a couple questions from the chat room i think let's see who was asking somebody was asking about mark's podcast oh uh, uh resourceful designer Gary was asking that. Resourceful Designer is his podcast. And now it's time for a power rant. And I think I'm going to do a whole episode of this on uh, School of Podcasting. But it's sad that we're now into week two and we're still talking about how Apple is broken. That's just ridiculous. It's it's more than week two, isn't it? Isn't this week three? Probably close to it. I think think it's more like the third. Still broken in a lot. Yeah, I haven't Uh, haven't even looked. I need to submit another podcast. And so I'm just This is where you're going to have fun. Your feed can be absolutely perfect. And you'll submit it and it will say, you're missing your copyright. So you go over Mm -hmm. and you put your copy, which when was copyright ever a required field? And people don't know what to put there. And I'm like, you could put rumpled stilt skin, put anything, just put the, anything. anything. So anything. then you'll submit it again and it'll say, there's an issue with, it's missing your artwork. And you go over and you're like, oh, I have artwork. So you're like, oh, it must be the wrong size. And you download it. You look at it. It's absolutely perfect. So that's one, that's the new thing is that even when you can finally get access to Podcast Connect, then you can't submit a show. And that's what you're just getting blasted on it for support. And and to make it even better, Google has been really slow this week updating Mm -hmm. for no apparent reason. And Spotify, I think finally has their act together, but there for a while we had the trifecta going and it was just like, ugh, you got, but here's the thing. The reason I use overcast is because there was a time when Apple broke uh, their Apple podcast app. And I waited for a couple days for it to come back. And I think it was, I don't remember, it's been a while. I'm going to say it was at least three or four days that I couldn't listen to podcasts. I would start it and it would crash. And I would uninstall it and I would reinstall it. And I just could not. And I was like, well, I need something to listen to. And so I started using Overcast and I've never gone back. So here's my point. Like how many times you let Apple kick you in the nuts before you go, okay, we're done. I'm going to, you know. Yeah, you can't be done with Apple though. Like we know that. You can't, you'd love to be. Yeah. But you can't. The guy from Overcast is no longer using Apple as his back end. He's now switched to the podcast index, which I need to figure out how I'm already in there, but I need to go over and look and see, hey, how do I get my show in there if it's not already in there? Because when they originally made that, they just made a copy of what Apple had. It's interesting. But speaking of Overcast, Dave has a question here. Anyone in Overcast normally know in Overcast normally, all my podcasts run continuously after Apple did its big change. Most of my podcasts do not run continuously. That I don't know. I think that would be a, a feature in, there's got to be a, a check mark or something. The other thing we, we should probably talk about, and I think we talked about this last week too, is, and this is a fun one because people uh, don't believe me, but Apple has changed the way that they are now connecting you to your audience. It used to be when somebody subscribed to your show, they were connected directly to your RSS feed, and that is no longer the case. So what happens now is you publish an episode, it goes into your feed. So that might take five minutes, maybe 10 minutes from your media host, depending on how many check marks they got to do behind the scenes. And it's actually in your feed. Now we have to wait for Apple to come and and see your feed and update it in Apple Podcasts. Now that's nothing new. I've always said the search view and in Apple and in, in iTunes, it was called the store view. That was always up to 24 hours behind 
But it was always like, yeah, but if you subscribe, you'll get it in about 20 minutes. And that's no longer the case. And James Cridlin, I was listening to Podland this morning. He said it took his podcast, Podland, which is a weekly show, a day and a half to show up. Mm. So if you're looking for your podcast to be available, his daily show, Pod News, they crawled every two hours. So this is one where, and, and this is the other thing that, that that I just, I just, it's such bad business. Apple has said zero on this, but it's we behind the scenes. A lot of us have talked to somebody who talked to somebody who's the cousin of related through married kind of person to Apple that they said, yeah, they're going to ramp this up. It's not always going to be this bad. I'm like, yeah, but holy cow, that's it's a it is caca a poo poo. <laughs> They'll get it fixed, but it, it does seem like it, it's a yeah. major problem at this point. I've got a podcast sitting waiting to be submitted for work. And it's not a it's not a big deal that it's not out there yet. We just have one show, and they really haven't even started advertising for it. And I'd like to have maybe a couple more in there before we really go crazy and spend those dollars advertising for it. But it stopped me from submitting it to Apple just because it's, I don't know, I'll log in. Maybe I'll give it a couple of weeks, then I'll log in and submit it. That, I know for the average podcaster, they want it right now. So yeah. I am ready. I've been working on this thing for months. And I got to have it right now. There's a guy that's doing a show with Mark Marin. I, I want to say it's something Fonzie, like dark Fonzie or dirty Fonzie. And I've been working with the guy all week. And the, the only thing you can do is reach out to Apple. So if you go into Podcast Connect at the bottom, there's a contact button there. But I did that when I didn't have access to Podcast Connect. And I never even got an automated reply. Yeah, And that's the thing that, that again, I go back to the whole subscription thing. I go, who's supporting that? Like when the listeners credit card expires and they can't log in and the information isn't there, is their answer going to be just take it to the genius bar? It's, so it's going to be interesting. You know how big that team is it's at not. Apple. I, I do you know, know that. I don't know how many people. I just know people that know and they say it's minuscule compared mm -hmm. to what you think it would be. Jason Bryan says, my support tickets have quintupled. It's, what's interesting is I work for Libsyn, and I remember last week I was like, I don't think I've answered a Libsyn question yet. It's just, where's my podcast? Where's my podcast? It's not showing up here. It's not And the other thing that's fun is people go, it's not showing up everywhere. And apparently Spotify should rebrand their software and just name it everywhere. Because if it's not in, in Spotify, it's not showing up anywhere. So... Just uh, just be patient in the meantime. It's it's interesting to to say the least. I, I submitted because I couldn't do Apple, so I submitted the other one. That's so it, that, and that's my answer is, hey, don't they forget. They went through just fine, yeah. Yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, hey, don't forget. There's Spotify, there's Amazon, there's Radio.com. Radio Public, by the way, is from what I can uh, – just from my chair, I wouldn't expect anything from those guys. I wouldn't expect it to show up. That is the new Google play music it's dead on the vine but all these other places ghana player.fm there's all sorts of places to to submit your show and, and get going here we go here's a question from the chat room oh and gary has his hand up gary we'll get to you in just a second interesting occurrence last week my guest audio was rough understandable but rough it's never appeared in spotify do they no they don't reject episodes based on quality they reject shows if you have unlicensed music in it um, and then occasionally if you talk about the coronavirus and tell people under the age of 19 to not get vaccinated. I almost wonder if Joe did that on purpose to get some Joe Rogan got a lot of flack for that. Mm -hmm. um, he was recognizing mm -hmm. people, but Gary has his hand up in, in clubhouse. So we're going to bring Gary up on the stage, which means Dave has to remember to turn the microphone. Not to topic change or anything, but one thing that I've been looking at is Twitter spaces. They did roll it out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm noticing better audio quality on uh, Twitter Spaces than Clubhouse. Uh, a little trickier to find the spaces when they're happening, but other things that you can do, introducing tweets and things like that. So I'm wondering if you've been looking at that. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, audio tweets. Haven't heard of audio tweets, but am, are we going to be looking at Twitter Spaces? Yeah, when I heard it rolled out to everybody... I was, not ah, Jim and I will have a new toy to play with. So maybe one week I'll set up a Twitter space and connect to the phone. Now, if we really wanted to go completely just mental, I could connect my iPad via Bluetooth 
to the Roadcaster Pro and have Twitter Spaces on my iPad, Clubhouse on my iPhone, both of them connected to the Roadcaster and then do it. But I would just like, I think we'll go either or. I don't know that we'll be doing both, but I've never heard of, of the other thing, the tweet audio or whatever. So, Dave, I hear no no one talking about Twitter spaces. No. Like it is the, we are, and I've right. heard a few podcasters in our bubble, but I don't hear Twitter spaces being talked about. It's not in the news. It's not. So I, I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to be the old guy and say, get off my lawn, but it is scary. I don't really see the, I don't really see a space for Twitter spaces at this point. I, and, I don't see people gravitating towards it or using it. And then there's Spotify bought something and they're calling it, Oh, the green room. So you're going to have Spotify green room. So yeah. a place where you can do that. And and they, I think Twitter spaces has a way you can send people money and send tickets, yeah. and sell tickets. It's a tip jar. Yeah. But they, they built it on, from what I heard yesterday, Madeline Scott did a really good Q&A with Jesse, all about Twitter spaces. And uh, she talked about the tip jar, but also that they built this on the Periscope architecture so they the higher quality audio of this is some explanation there they're not tweaking down the audio quality nice cool yeah well i gary i don't know i i I don't have uh i i just don't it just doesn't have the buzz yeah it just doesn't have the buzz so i i i'm not saying it's bad or it's good but i just i I don't see it being used for i'll be interested to see because the cool thing about clubhouse at the time was like this is this new thing and now it's like saying, hey, we have these new things called drugstores. There's one on the corner up there. And all of a sudden there's like, and there's another one there. And all of a sudden that, hey, wow, there's this cool new thing. It's it's not new and it's not as special because everybody's doing it. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd um, love audio to- tweets. If I could explain that one thing I tried, I tried this feature because I just heard about it. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is. When you hold down the, the tweet button to create a new tweet, you can also select audio, and it gives you a microphone, of course. I had my device connected to the roadcaster, so I had the music playing in the background, and I told a story about the time that I met this band that I was a big fan of. My original tweet was a picture of the artist, and then the next tweet was the audio tweet, and I had like over... 10,000 engagements on this tweet. It was unbelievable. That's cool. That sounds like, like a, a slight variation of an audiogram without the little squiggly lines. It's the, the same thing. It's the- Yeah, so thinking about podcasts, maybe it's the, the picture tweet is the episode and then the next tweet in the thread because you can put them up at the same time. You create a tweet thread and then the next one is maybe a little outtake from the episode and People can listen to it. Now, I haven't tested how long. I think my clip was around 20 seconds. But I thought you guys should know that since it was audio. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to yeah. check it out. Good stuff. I, I also haven't played with the – I tried the Spotify to Facebook thing, and I must be doing it wrong because I was supposed to put this cool player, blah, 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 and I shared from Spotify to my Facebook profile – Went to my profile, saw there, and it was just nothing. It was like, you could play it, but it took me to the Spotify website. And I was like, that's not what I was promised. So I don't know if I have to do something special on that to get that to work, but that was as far as I dug into it because I'll just be interested to see how much playing is happening on on Facebook. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to check it out. Maybe some week we'll throw on, uh, instead of Clubhouse, we'll, we'll be on Twitter Spaces. We'll give it a try. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I just need to get in it and check it out. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for jumping in. All right, guys. Thanks. Yep. All right. You bet. Dave said he sees his show twice in the podcast index, once with his Libsyn feed and once with his PowerPress feed. Is there a problem having two feeds? No, because feeds aren't really used for SEO. And if they're both pointing to the same Libsyn file, it's a different a different door to the same room. I'm, I'm off the top of my head. I'm trying to think if there would be a negative thing, and I'm like different feeds when they have different stats. Then no, if because if they're actual different feeds, not because in theory, it, if, if episode 16 on Libsyn and then episode 16 in PowerPress should be pointing to the same Libsyn file. Can you throw that question back up again? Dave? Yeah, Let's see what he says here. Guidelines is listed twice. Mm-hmm. 
one from Libsyn, my host, and one from PowerPress. So unless for which you wouldn't be doing this, putting the media. Yeah, PowerPress has a different feed than Libsyn does. But the PowerPress feed is using the Libsyn MP3 file. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess in theory, I think we're making that assumption. But yeah, yeah, you, no, you're right. You're right. So the the record, the point of record would be on Libsyn as far as stats go. Yeah. At that point, right? Yeah, the only thing I would be worried about is if somewhere down the road you changed your website. And this is where I don't know how the podcast index works. So when somebody subscribes, are they tied directly to your feed? Because I've seen people do this. They'll switch from WordPress to Squarespace, forgetting that their feed is based on something in WordPress. So when they do that, they completely whack their feed. And then anybody that's subscribed to that feed in WordPress is gone or they're not gone. They're just looking at a dead feed. So that would be the only thing I would be careful with unintended consequence of you. Then you're listed twice. So let's say Marco is connected, you know, over at overcast is connected to the index. It's going to sit seeing two feeds. When someone searches for it, it's going to show up twice. And so the user may go, Oh, which one do I take? You know, that's what I was worried about when I put my video RSS feeds out there. I thought, okay, I don't want to create why you think having more is better. I don't want to create any confusion when they find it. And so I put MP4 or I put video large, video small in the actual title. So they knew what they were. This is the audio. These are the video feeds. Nobody ever complained about it. But I I imagine that maybe could just cause a little confusion, Dave, if someone's looking for it on the app. Well, that and if it was listed twice in Apple, you don't want to do that because one of the things that affects your ranking is how many people subscribe to the show. And now you're splitting your subscribers in two. That would be something to avoid. We also had uh, working cow said, remember he didn't have an episode showing up in Spotify. I just thought of something. Make sure you didn't accidentally upload an M4A file or something that's not MP3. Spotify only uses MP3 files. And in Libsyn, we have a way that if somebody uploads an M4A file, we will convert it to an MP3 for Spotify. But the easiest thing to do is just use MP3. That's the one I was like, here's an easy way to avoid it. Because they're like, it's not showing up yet. And they're impatient. I'm like, we had to convert it first. A faster way to get around that is to basically just upload an MP3 file. Then I get my MP3s from Auphonic when they're done processing them. So that's a nice way to just make sure they're MP3s. There we go. Something that is always great. I'm trying. There's no transition for this. I'm just going to, just like last week, I'm just going to say, hey, it's 11 o'clock. It's it's time to thank our awesome supporters. These are people that have gone to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome or askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. Take your pick. And we are talking, of course, about James. Over at the Dog Podcast Network, he's the teacher's pet. And uh, if you have a dog and you want to walk around the block and you need something to listen to or just love dogs in general, go over to Dog Podcast Network. They also have a contest going on over there. So being that you are, it's a really good chance you're a creator right now. If you have a great story that just happens to be about a dog, then you can actually win up to $5,000. Go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com. And we always thank our $20 supporters like... That's right. The place. Brock Cook from Occupied Podcast. Now it sounds like the the Oscars or the Olympics. It it worked for the Olympics, too. (laughs) It's like our nominees for Best Supporting Patron are. You're right. right. It does. Brock Cook, OccupiedPodcast.com. Kim Cragy. (laughs) Read them all that way. Go. Kim Cragy, Toastmasters101.net. Ed Sullivan, SonicCupcake.com. Max Trescott, AviationNewsTalk.com. Shane at Spybrary.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Felix at Latin Podcast. Uh, see, I ran out of music. LatinPodcastAwards.com. I got to read faster. Greg over at DeathShepherd.com. I've been played off, basically. They've just, you're Enough. going long, and they're like, hey, he's uh, he's still going on. And all of a sudden, I'd like to thank Greg from Debt Shepherd, and all of a sudden, they just start playing me off. I'm not done, and I want to talk about Trump, and we need justice. All right, we need to talk about Greg in uh, Indie Drop-In Network. Com. If you got a true crime show, a comedy show, or a scary time show, you can uh, check him out over there. Michael Delaney at Baby Mountain Radio Productions. Uh, find him at babymountainradio.com. 
And of course, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter like Brock, go to askthepodcastcoach.com. Almost got the time. Uh, awesome. Or if you want to sponsor Jim's Cup, give us a one-time donation. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. So, yeah, that I just every time I heard the first thing I thought of when I heard that music was somehow no, it, totally some sort of movie at the end. I, I'm sure you offended somebody in that. Oh, I'm sure they're like doing it that way. Like uh, that is the worst British accent. I've yes, ever heard. it is very much. Nobody so. talks like that <laughs> over there. <laughs> that's what that's what Craig wants to know. Why are the Oscars? Because everything sounds good in a British accent. Yeah, America. Even, we're still enamored with the accent, even, like, even if it's bad. Uh, speaking of Kim Cratchy from Toastmasters101.net. She's jumping in. Yes. Hi, guys. How are you? you? I'm good. How are you? you? Would you like some theme music? Ladies, coming to the stage, the one and only Kim Cradgy, Toastmasters 101. I I don't know what to say. I'd like to thank the Academy. (laughs) Do I hold up my... (laughs) You hold up your cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't have my trophy. I have a trophy in the other room, but I didn't think I needed to bring it. I do have a question. Okay. I am working with someone who is going to start promoting a previously recorded podcast. It was published 2018. She wants to reboot it in some way sometime in the future. We're talking it, calling it season two, but right now she wants to promote season one. We're trying to figure out where to link this podcast to because she closed her WordPress website and moved over to Kajabi, but she has not Mm. created the new podcast pages. So we're thinking we need to put a link, but we don't want to put it to Apple because the Apple debacle. And and 75% of Europe uses an Android phone. Exactly. So that doesn't sound like a good thing. So we alternatively thought about Google and then we cut out the Apple audience. So if we link to the Libsyn page, does that cover everybody? It does. You want to go into settings, edit show settings. If you're on Libsyn, you can only do this in Libsyn 4. Settings, edit show settings, and you want to grab the links to your show on all those platforms on Amazon, Google, Spotify, those three at least, and put them there so that people can subscribe. But I would say hold the press because you're not ready to promote yet. No, we're not. Yeah, do this first. Get a website somewhere. Either either fix up your Kajabi and get it there because you're losing all your Google juice. Yeah, I would have if, – if you could go back in time, if you move to Kajabi from WordPress, get the redirect plugin – Put your new posts on Kajabi and redirect WordPress to each post. That is not fun, by the way, but that way you don't lose your Google juice. But I would get your Kajabi yep. done and then link to Kajabi where you can subscribe. But if well, that That's a lovely thought, except for the WordPress was taken down right. two years ago. Yeah. So we're starting from Nothing. point zero here. Yeah. So, yeah, you could use the WordPress site, but then, or I'm sorry, the Libsyn site, but I'm like, if you're going to end up pointing people to Kajabi, if, for me, Jim, thoughts? How much work is she going to do on, once, once she, the podcast does start, how much work is going to be done on Kajabi, or is it just going to be the host? Yeah, don't know. Okay. If she, we're both working in a new land. If she was still with WordPress, we could handle this very quickly. I don't have that, so... She's committed to Kajabi financially for at least another year. I don't know if she's going to want to go back to WordPress in the future. I don't even know when we're going to reboot this. All I know is right now she wants to promote previous episodes. Because? This is not a hobby podcast. This is a podcast supporting her business. Mm -hmm. She's trying to get new customers, new clients. She's got to get herself out there. So, a social media campaign promoting previous episodes is a place to start. What? Where do her episodes tell people to go? Yeah, that is a good question. Because I don't want to send people that it's like, hey, welcome yeah. to the show. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com. And then when you go there, there's nothing unless that's pointing at Kajabi. Yes. Is she going to re-edit those before she releases them again? They're already out there. Got it. The point is that this just gets current content out. Yeah. Um, and then when she's ready to start recording again, then we start season two. The easy fix is to put your settings, you put the links to your shows, 
in your Libsyn page and promote that. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then, but I would, I would try to think long-term, like what's the overall goal? If the overall goal is to get people to the Kajabi site, I'd be like, to me, that's like moving into a one bedroom apartment before you move into a two bedroom apartment. And if you can avoid moving twice, always, yeah. always do it. So mm-hmm. yeah. how much is on the Kajabi site right now? Pretty much just a landing page. Oh. So there's not a lot invested there. There is not a lot invested in there except for the finances for it's the year. It. So I would reach um, out to Kajabi too and say, Hey, we, Oh, you don't have the WordPress site. So what's the WordPress site has been gone for two years. Where has she been? Nowhere. Oh, she explains why she needs new yeah. customers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's her business? Is it coaching? Is it, does she have a product coaching and counseling? Yeah, because that's where she could use something like PodPage, make a so great make a too. great website in five it's minutes, and then fast. have a link right there to her yeah. acuity scheduling or whatever she's using to book clients, mm-hmm. and that would be a quick way to get up and running while she builds her courses or whatever she's doing in Kajabi. Okay. You, also, when that work is done, then you can redirect the the pod page so you get when when kajabi is ready to go or whatever you can make the pod page an extension of her current site so like they can still land on her site but maybe it her site name slash podcasts right will redirect over to the pod page and you get tons more functionality that way and i love the subscribe but you can add all the subscribe buttons on the pod page and it looks beautiful like it is just they that's this is one where he's designed a very specialized tool just for podcasters, and I think it works out really well. So that may be one where you can get it started over there. Once the site gets up, you can do some fancy redirect, and all that stuff will stay. Okay. I'll be interested to hear how this ends. The thought. Because I, I know some people <laughs> that have joined Kajabi because it does everything, and I also know people that have joined there and then left because – it it just was like like I I was thinking of using Kajabi and I saw their community tool. Okay, it's got a built-in community tool. Like it's almost like its own private Facebook group. And I was like, that's a bulletin board from 1984. It was like really drop dead ugly. And I was like, yeah, no, thank you. I'll be interested to see how how the story ends. Me too. I do not know very much about Kajabi. I have somebody else behind me coaching me how to use it. Yeah, but I don't. I never thought of Kajabi as a place where one would put a podcast page or use that to promote a podcast. But since the podcast is functionally marketing her business, she feels that they go together. I like the pod page suggestion because then we can just have a direct link to it. And then we don't have to rebuild it. We can just keep the pod page. Yeah. yeah, regardless of where she goes. Brittany, yeah, right Brittany Felix is on Kajabi podcasting for coaches, so she might be a resource you reach out to. I'm trying to think. It's a it. storefront. Right? Kajabi is basically a storefront. It's it's a little bit. It and, it does your website. It does your email list. It right. does courses. It does your laundry. It's just one of those kind of things that uh, and it's really expensive compared to it is 160 dollars a yeah, month compared yes yeah there, i forget the one that i'm thinking of using pod of course that uh, it's pod something which yeah, okay that narrows it down to about a thousand i forget the one i'm looking at but it's kind of kajabi light hey this is future dave and what i was trying to remember is podia if you go to support this show.com slash podia that's p-o-d-i-a might be podia who knows that's what i'm looking at to replace thinkific for the school of podcasting back to the discussion that's actually one of it's that's going to be a future episode of the school of podcasting which is how to make a decision i know it sounds stupid but like how do i make a decision no, I think it's entirely reasonable to find uh, some kind of logical method to make a choice that's going to serve you long term. I don't know enough about Kajabi to say what she did or what she didn't do was a good choice. I just know that's where she is right now. Yeah. And she wants to promote her podcast. Where I'm going to direct people to listen is problematic. If sending her to Libsyn page per episode, because each one of these promotions is promoting a specific episode of the podcast. 
if we can just send her to that page on the Libsyn site, yeah. then, and my biggest concern was that I get both platforms, Apple and, and Android Right. so that people can listen regardless of what kind of equipment they're on. One of my favorite features in PodPage is the episode signature. And so you could have a signature that says, do you need help with your blah, blah, blah? Let's set up a time for a quick coaching call. Click here to, to hire me for whatever, blah, blah. And you set that up once in PodPage, and it's added to the bottom of every episode. That's and then A Divi pop-up? Kind of. It's not a pop-up. It, it just shows up in your episode at the bottom. Oh, okay. So it's very handy for people love that if they're doing like an event. Hey, in June, we're going to have the yada come mm-hmm. together. And then after June, you're like, oh, crap, what do I do? You go into your signature and say, if you'd like to buy the recording of the yada yada from June, click here. And it updates across your entire website. It's pretty okay. handy. Coach Dave also says it does audio now. It always did, but it handles audio deliberately now. It's a learning management system with integrated blogs, courses, audios, and financials. So yeah, it's powerful. I just... I would, this is one of the things that I need to do is I need to find some time and watch a full deep dive of Descript. I have a bunch of tools that I'm not using to to the best of their ability. And what was the other one I was using the other day? And I was like, I need to just take time and learn this because I might be able to make my life easier if I knew how to use the tool that I have. So right. like I know with Descript, they've somehow changed it a little bit to where it's a little more aggressive in their editing to the point where I'm where before I was like, wow, I don't notice any kind of hard chops. And now all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what was that? So I'm, I need to, I'm like, there's probably a setting somewhere where I can say, Hey, don't like, let's put the scalpel away or something like that. So sure. I don't know. Jim, any other thoughts? No, no, I think that's a good, I, I think looking at pod page is a good idea to see like, maybe this is where they land. And it gives you some ability to migrate, figure some things out, get, I, I don't know if I'd be having them land on Kajabi yet now. So that, I think that'd be a good place to start. Not without, well, she's only got eight episodes, but not uh, without creating each of those episodes right, on there. And she right. doesn't want to take the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. If we could do that on pod page. Yep. Import sounds- it in, boom, you're done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then there's some easy configuration on pod page. You can make it as, you can expand it as much or as little as you want. And actually right out of the shoot, like no changes is pretty good. Like it's better than most with no changes. So that that may be something to take a peek at. And you can go to school of podcasting.com slash learn pod page to take a free course on pod page. Looks like I might be doing that soon. (laughs) There you go. go. All right, Kim. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Good to see you. you. Good seeing you too. Bye-bye. Carrie says, I have a hard time with decision-making, so started using a breakdown called EMR, Evaluate, Resolve, Mitigate. More to it, but it's the gist. Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins talk about it. So there you go. There's two guys that I think are pretty good at making decisions. So it really, for me, it just, there just comes a time when you have to go, Eeny, meeny, mighty, mo. Okay, I've narrowed it down from 12,000 to 1,000 to 500, down to five. Yeah. My mommy told me to pick this one. Okay, that's the one I'm going with. <laughs> I, and I'm good at it, except with money. Like when there's, and even it yeah. doesn't matter how much I've spent this week alone. I've spent a whole bunch of money, like a lot. I spent like a thousand dollars and I spent, it doesn't matter. All three of those decisions for me are equally hard when I've gone to the store to buy, Hey, I'm going to go buy. Well, well, I just spent 20 bucks on an instant read thermometer. You'd use it when you're grilling and stuff. I spent as much time debating the, the $20 instant read thermometer as I did the thousand dollar treadmill that I bought this week too. You're like, I, it, it doesn't matter. It's not the amount of money. It's money in general. And I just lock up. I don't know about you. Dave. I go to the store sometimes and I go there, I'm buying this thing and I get there and I turn, I chicken out. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to buy it now. <laughs> I, I hate when it's not a clear winner. When yeah. you're like, this one yeah. has this feature and I might use this one's a little cheaper and it has a different feature, but it doesn't have this yeah. feature. So you have to figure out like which feature would I use, and that's where you have to. If I if later if this becomes successful, this one would be a better choice. But this one would be I could always change. And you're just like, and what happens then is you have what is it paralysis oh. by analysis, and you're just yeah. like yeah. I could. And in the end, you don't do anything. And I'm like, there just comes a time when you're like, 
All right. Worst case scenario, I'll use this for a year and switch. Well, sometimes think about the opportunity lost of thinking about, I have gone, oh, I spent afternoons like doing research and watching videos and all this kind of thing on for $25. You're like, just spend the money, you idiot. Yeah, that's the, and I've narrowed down and I cannot remember the name of the stupid thing that I'm thinking of moving the school. It was either teachable or this other thing. And I'm, what I'm going, what I'm doing now, finally is because I've got my taxes done. I'm going to look at them today. Oh, me too. too. I I backed away. I'm like, hey, let's get away from this. Come back with a set of fresh eyes and make sure we've got all our T's crossed. But once that's done, I'm going to go back to to that plan. Did we ever make it to spam? No, we got 10 minutes. Good. Scott Johnson is a guy from the What Was That Like podcast, whatwasthatlike.com. Great podcast, by the way. And as podcasters, we talked about Vogel a couple weeks ago, how they made us feel warm and special because they said we rock and we should come over and claim our show. But really what these companies do is they go out and you can basically get the Apple database and in your RSS feed, there's an email address and they scrape that. It's super easy to do. In fact, there's a thing on AppSumo right now that is I forget, is something like InstaLead. And it's, yeah, we go out and scrape the internet for email addresses. And I'm like, oh, wonderful, great. But it's these companies that go after podcasters and they send an email, and it's a blanket email. That's the other thing that drives me nuts, and blah, blah, blah. So what Scott said was basically, I'm sick of this. And he was trying to figure out who the email list provider was so that we as podcasters could all go, let's say it was MailChimp. And in this case, it's not MailChimp, but for a while we thought it was MailChimp. And we were all like, I actually know somebody who emailed MailChimp, they forwarded the email and said, hey, this guy's spamming me. And MailChimp came back and said, sorry to hear you're being spammed, but that email didn't come from us. Excuse me. And so do you know anything on the backside of technology around email to where you could figure out who's who's the provider? Because it'd be cool if we could somehow rally, if we could all. Yeah. yeah. We will end spam. I stand on this mountain and declare death to spammers. But some good services have started that way. I think probably PodPage started that way, where when he first released it, we probably all got an email actually, saying, hey. Actually, he didn't. What did, what oh, did, well, good. And good. this is why I like good. Brendan. What did he do? He reached out to me, Daniel J. Lewis, Ray Ortega, and a bunch of other people and started building relationships and yeah. then got on good. those shows. But PodSite is another one that I bring this up, which is a PodPage uh whatchamacallit, a competitor. And he emailed me the one day and said, hey, would you be interested in looking at this? And I'm like, I I looked at your site. It looks interesting. Please know there are already two other companies doing the exact same thing. And he's like, oh, cool. Thanks for the heads up, blah, blah, blah. So that was actually an email. Literally two days later, I get, hey, PodSite has made one for the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, for the podcast coach. And I, I just emailed him. I said, dude, do not do this because podcasters don't like spam and we all talk to each other. Yeah, there there are some technologies to, to do it as a group makes it a lot harder. You would need like a group blacklist that's kept. And then you get, this is the hard part about spam and email verification is mm-hmm. that then it has to be verified and validated. And man, is it really spam? And then some people want to do it. And, and we all use different email clients. So that makes it hard. Dave, I think the way to do it is social pressure. <laughs> and you did it when you sent the email back and went and dude, don't do this with podcasters. Yeah. This is not cool. I think if we all do more of that, in other words, if we indeed don't like it, send a note back, reply and say, hey, I don't like this. If they don't have that ability, then just block them. You yeah. Know? And you'll never get another one again. Those kinds of systems always sound great when you think they'll work as a democracy. They never do. They're, they're terrible that way. They just never. Democracies aren't for everything. Uncle Marv says there, there are anonymous mail servers that hide the sender. Yeah. They're free and they're more on the way. And that's the other thing yeah. I figured it'd be like whack-a-mole where you're just like, oh, we got one. And then there's another one. And they, uh, So I didn't think this would be the end of spam, but if, if nothing else, it would just make you feel better to go, all right, we got one. No, I know. Just block them. Block them locally. If you don't, if you're tired of them, just set up a, a block in your email. I've tried with Gmail. Like I get one now about the best backpack ever. And I actually put up a thing in in Gmail that said anything with the word backpack, like just delete it. And about the time I think it works, two days later, it's like the best pack. And I'm like, oh, because it's searching. It's not searching the title. It's searching the it's, – it's, it's not a big deal. But like when I have to start off the day, like just going click at the top, shift, 
click at the bottom and delete. Uh, Look, I was on Thermoworks. I was talking about on Home Gadget Geeks. We're yeah. talking about digital thermometers. And it, it all of a sudden, guess what showed up on my Facebook feed? Mm-hmm. Thermoworks. And now it was nice. They gave me 25% off for... Which is better than the 10 they gave me when I was on their website immediately. If you don't, by the way, if you're going to buy something, go there and then leave. Chances are you're oh. going to find, you're going to find a better deal after you leave. Just a reminder on that. But yeah, no, you, it, it's everywhere. You can't, and I use, I lock down my browsers now. So that kind of stuff is not supposed to happen, but. It did. Craig says, quote of the week, democracies aren't for everything. I found a YouTube clip. I'll put a link in the show notes, and I'll put this here in the chat room. If you are a fan of MASH, for those of you that remember MASH, still the holds the record for the most watched TV show. We're like, it's something ridiculous, like 77% of America stopped to watch the last episode of MASH. And one of the stars of that is Alan Alda, who's now close to 90, I think. And unfortunately, has Parkinson's. Uh, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he has a podcast, which is fun. It's all about science and communicating. I need to go back and listen because I listened when it first came out, and I was like, man, I love that guy. I love Hawkeye, but it, it just wasn't – I don't know. I need to go give him another shot. But what's cute about this, there's a video on YouTube, and it's funny because somebody took a like a phone video – of something that Alan Alda did on his Twitter. So it's a it's a not the greatest video quality, but it's but it's Alan Alda and Mike Farrell who was a BJ Honeycutt on MASH. And it's Alan Alda explaining to Mike Farrell, who was just interviewed apparently on his podcast, how to subscribe to a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, that's basically what you have to do in some cases is go to each person and go, he's, oh, do you have a phone? He's, look, search for podcast. And they find the podcast app and then you search for his podcast. So it's it's cute and you look at it and like, it's, I, do you ever wonder what you're going to sound like when you're old? Like when yeah, we're I, like. Like I sound like, because I'm old right now. Well, like no, this. it's just when it sounds <laughs> oh, there it is. It's that music. It means it's, uh, what day is it? I, I think it's a Saturday day. <laughs> Saturday. How many times do I have to tell you we do this? We do this on Saturdays. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, so I just thought that was cute. Big Blue says he watched every episode. I am about three episodes away. I've watched 11 seasons of MASH on Hulu because, number one, if you skip the intro, one of the things we were talking about today before we hit record was back in the 70s, you used to have intro music. And that's not the, like, go ahead and hum the theme to This Is Us. It's not there. there Listen, was, it was just a few years ago we yeah. had intros. Like, that's been a thing of the last couple, maybe the last couple years where they've just taken, that's just not even a thing anymore. They go right to the, there's the credits are playing and the next show is up. They're just. Well, the other so. thing I've noticed, and I'm not sure if this is just an NBC thing, but there are a couple of shows I watch. No, it's not. Because another thing I watch is A Million Little Things. And uh, which when they get done with that first scene and, and they've got you now, they've started the story and you're in and you're wondering, like, how is going to do this? And they'll be like, this is us. We'll be back in exactly one minute. And they're true to their word. They're back. But, man, when they go to that mid-roll thing, you can go get some popcorn because it's going to be because yeah. all the ads they used to run at the first break are now getting smushed up. in the middle. Yeah. They're all stacked up. But it's one of those where, oh, there you go. Uncle Marv has the thing. Set the record. I said 75. Okay, I maybe exaggerated apparently. 60.2% of U.S. households, 50 million people, which they said at the time was more people than watched the Super Bowl that year. So it was mm. super popular. And it was good. That's the other thing that it did. Most uh, TV shows, like the ending of Seinfeld was pretty horrible. Yeah. It was awful. You're like, really? You yeah. had how many years to figure it you out? Had all, it's, just, it's that kind of thing. Like, just don't go away from your formula everybody feels like in the yeah. final episode they got to do something different like just keep that the reason we watch it is because the way you did it just do it the same way it's i think with podcasters when they do special episodes like at 100 or 200 yeah. or 300 don't just do your show don't try to make it now okay there's an exception pinky and the whiz <laughs> brilliant dave brilliant that was some of the best and, and also some of the and also some of the worst i think at uh, that was 400 episode 500 i tried to do this weird groundhog themed thing 
Yeah. Where and I listen back to that and go, oh, creative, yes, good, no. You can't hit a home run right, every, every time. time. You can't hit a home run every time. You got to try. You don't get Binky and the Wiz though, unless you take a risk, and that was a risk. Right. And in it, I th- I think my opinion is that turned out really well. But I think for in most cases, just do what oh, the what horse that brought you there, right? That's so. it. Yeah. What episode are you on? on- Did I just mix the metaphor there? <laughs> When I said ride a horse that brings you there. Ride the horse that brought you. Yeah, that's it. That's not the right. That's not right, though. (laughs) Dance dance with the horse that, no. I don't know. (laughs) Get off my lawn. (laughs) Have we already done the old guy's podcast? (laughs) Dance with the horse that brought you. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of being old and new episodes, what is coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, so a little bit later this afternoon, we talk about it's our spring grill show. So we talk about grilling and barbecuing and smoking and all those kinds of things. And I have a guest on who he makes his own barbecue rubs. So it's kind of cool. A little away from the gadgets, but if if you have to listen to the show full, don't come hungry because you're going to be hungry by the end of the show. (laughs) The Average Guy TV. On the School of Podcasting, I'm going to do the extended dance version of my power rant this morning that will involve diapers and poo and apple (laughs) and how that works. Also going to be getting into how, and I've done this in the past, and I was like, eh, and I'm like, that's a good time to do it, which is how to troubleshoot your podcast, but I have a new analogy for it. So that'll be on uh, the School of Podcasting. And I might mix in a a clip from a coaching call that I did a couple of coaching calls at a discounted rate. And I might start working those in just to, it's almost like an ask the podcast coach kind of thing, but it's here's what somebody had. Here was their problem. Here was my suggestion kind of thing. That was something, speaking of trying something new, that I was like, I've never done that. Let's give that a shot. That is uh, coming up. And I also start apparently promoting my club on Clubhouse because aside from Jason Bryant and Gary, things got very quiet. We got some work to do in that area this week. (laughs) So askthepodcastcoach.com slash club uh, if you want to join uh, the School of Podcasting Club on, on Clubhouse. But at any rate, and I guess they're coming out with Android this month, so that's uh, maybe that'll be growing as well. But we do have some post-show coming up. Stick around right after this. Hey, you're still here, and that is awesome because I wanted just to do a quick shout out for some of the $10 patrons like Sean over at BeYourOwnNerd.com. Martin at ChristiansTT.com, Kyle Bondo from GagglePod.com, and Dr. Norm from BeyondTheBedside.net. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash store.